Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hi, it's Charles Kelly, Money Tips again. Great to see you all. Today, I have a very special guest, Lawrence Silver, who is an independent equity release advisor. Been in the business many, many years. Also a former financial advisor like myself. And it's great to have you, Lawrence. Welcome welcome along today. Thank you for having me, Charles. Uh, No problem at all. It's a pleasure, pleasure. And I've met Lawrence through networking as well. So I I know Lawrence now. And uh, I'm interested in this equity release uh, because it, it does help a lot of first-time buyers get onto the market. But a lot of people don't understand it. They see adverts on TV uh, and they think, oh, you just you use it to buy a car or something like this it's, or a holiday. But uh, Lawrence, maybe you could start from the beginning to explain what exactly is equity release? Okay. Equity release is, is a mortgage arranged for people who are over 55 years of age. Uh, as a first charge against your property. It's exactly the same as any other mortgage, which is a first charge, except that if it can only be available for people who are over 55, you do not have to make any repayments uh, until you're dead or go into permanent long-term care, but you can repay the interest as you go along if you if you so wish. Um, okay. So that is basically what an equity release product is. Okay, so you say first charge on the property. If there's a mortgage on there already, the equity release can be presumably used to pay that off, could it? Yes. Quite often we get people who have got equi- uh, who have got um, interest-only mortgages, yes. and uh, they now have to repay the capital, which they don't have. Yes. And they will use their... They will use equity release as a means to repay that capital. Uh, they can carry on paying the interest if they wish, or let the interest accrue, as I say, until they're dead. Great. I mean, I, I do meet people like that. I meet people in their 50s, 55, you know, 60, and they haven't paid that mortgage off. And the, the mortgage is coming to an expiry. It's actually expiring. And they, and for some reason, they just either didn't realize or just thought they would have it paid off. And this this is a good solution for that, I think. To, and I also met somebody who has a, a Northern Rock mortgage that she can't even refinance. You know, so it's, no. it's a lot of people in difficult positions at the moment. There are there are a number of lenders who have come out of the market a few years ago. Northern Rock being probably the the most well known. And uh, people who want to make any changes uh, are not able to do so. There's no extra money available through northern rock all the people who have overtaken taken over the northern rock portfolio so yes it is we 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 have arranged several uh instances where people have uh, taken uh northern rock and then we've supplemented it and refinanced it at a later date sometimes at a lower interest rate okay so it doesn't really matter what your income is does it because with a mortgage usually they're looking at your income with equity release then look at that right 
Yeah, that is correct. Um, the lender is not concerned about your income because you do not have to make any repayments uh, as you go along. You can, if you wish, but it's purely on a voluntary basis. Consequently, there is no reference uh, to your income uh, other than the fact they would do a credit check. And if you were an undischarged bankrupt or had major uh, debts, uh, they may think twice about it. But it's a much easier than just arranging, than arranging an ordinary mortgage. Right. So presumably because they're not doing income checks and the interest is rolling up, the loan to value is quite low. So they're not going to give you a, a 90% equity release, are they? So the, the no. loan to value is quite low. That is correct. The loan to value is quite low. Uh, in um, But um, uh, it varies depending on your age. The older you are, the higher the loan to value. But even at its highest level, it's unlikely to be any more than, say, 50% of loan to value. Okay, yeah, I, I get that. Obviously, because the interest is, is rolling up. And um, now we hear a lot about the bank of mum and dad, don't we? Where it's it's isn't it one in the top 15 lenders, the bank of mum and dad? Where The bank of mum and dad, apparently, I'm not sure how it's measured, but the bank of mum and dad is allegedly the ninth largest mortgage lender in the country. Okay, this is where people are either using them, their own savings, but generally it's taking money out of their house because... You know, a lot of baby boomers have bought houses when they were really cheap, paid off their mortgage years ago. And of course, they've gone up over 25, 30, 40 years and they're sitting on a pile of equity. But you can't get it that equity. You can't take it down to Tesco's and buy food or buy a holiday with it. So this is a way of releasing the equity through a mortgage. Uh, and then you can actually use that to, to to help your children or grandchildren buy buy property, right? It is very much so. Um or even we, we've had cases where the grandparents are actually paying for the grandchildren's school fees. Right. And they pay for that on the equity release. The point being that the, the likely beneficiaries of your estate is going to be your children or your grandchildren. So they may as well have the money now uh, when they need it, not in many years' time, where maybe their need is not so great. It also helps the children get on the property ladder rather than wasting their money on rent. Yeah, and I guess it reduces the value of the estate when it comes to dealing with inheritance tax. And, and apparently inheritance tax receipts are going up because more and more people are falling into it. They haven't increased the thresholds for a few years. So a lot of people could be paying inheritance tax. They, they always think inheritance tax is for the rich, but actually it's not. So no, that's this, true. this can reduce the value of your estate. It can. I'm not an inheritance tax advisor, but uh, it, it is a debt on the estate. Uh, and consequently, you're right that the inheritance tax is reduced. Also, the capital growth, if it's been passed to children, the capital growth is already outside the estate. So consequently, the capital growth itself is not uh, linked to inheritance tax. Uh, the only thing you have to watch is the first seven years of passing the gift could be subject to inheritance tax in the event of early death. Okay. Well, having dealt with probate cases before, which can drag on for two years or more, it's it seems certainly easier if the person has just given the money 
to to the beneficiaries rather than let the beneficiaries fight it out later on. Uh, it's quite a long protracted exercise. Um, so I I think that that's a it seems like a great system to me, a great way yeah. of pulling money out. And you say it's for only age fifty five and above. Yeah. Um, is there any reason for that? Why do they pick that? Yes, I think that I think the, this is intended. It's called a later life mortgage, and it is intended for the for older people. If you start too young, the build up of the interest is going to be too great, right? Uh, in relation to the value of the property, there is always the two factors we need to consider is one that you always own the property. The property is not owned by the lender. It's just like any other mortgage. Well, you own the property 100%. And there's also a no negative equity guarantee, which means that you can never be in negative equity, which means that on your death, the estate would not have to stump up extra money to clear the mortgage. Okay. And if you've got a couple buying, for instance, what happens then if one of them dies, you know, 10 years down the road? Right. The effect of the first death in a couple is minimal really uh doesn't have to affect the issue at all there are some companies for most providers if if there's the first death they would allow you to uh pay off the, the mortgage without there being any penalty for for a period of up to three years after the death okay okay so in, in your experience do most people run these until they die or until they may be downsized and go into a, a retirement village or something? In, in my experience, most people just let the thing run. While they're doing it, it's heavily on their minds. Once it's done and dusted, they put it away and tend to, because they're not necessarily making any payments, so they just don't think about it. Um, it's important that the, the children know that this has been done uh, so that they are aware of any situation that may occur in the event of their parents dying uh but uh, yeah in the event of the first death it can have minimal effect but do you tend to meet with the whole family then do you go and meet the people and, and, um, try and meet we would like to meet with the family uh we would prefer to meet with the family because we don't want them to have any surprises uh and uh, from our point of view, we don't want any problems when the parents have died to get the children coming back. Oh, we didn't know anything about all this. We heavily recommend that the that the children or beneficiaries are notified, and we recommend that they uh, attend any meetings that we may have before the deal is completed. Okay, I, I don't know what the main reason is for equity release, but I've certainly met people that are sitting on a big big property, a pile of money. But they can't afford to heat it. They they can they've run out of money really because there's a lot of people haven't got much pension provision or and the state prevention pension is only giving them a couple of hundred pounds a week, maybe eight hundred a month, nine hundred a month, and they just can't afford to live. So do some people take this out to 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 really fund their living yeah. or maybe yeah, particularly in the current uh, financial situation, the cost of living being what it is, and with many people being on a fixed pension income. Mm. that uh, they are and, and as you rightly say uh, they're sitting on property worth a lot of money so why not utilize it and lead a comfortable life and not have to worry and struggle about how they're going to heat or eat yeah. when they're sitting on a high value property even 
even in areas where properties are not a particularly high value, uh, you can still uh, you can still obtain uh, a, a, some decent money coming out. Yeah, and um, as you say, people are are, are struggling at the moment. Um, maybe their house needs work doing to it. I, I also met someone who was sitting on money mostly in her bank, and of course we've had low interest rates, which has been great for borrowers, but not so good for people you know, savings and their savings have been witted away by low interest rates paid by the bank and high inflation. So that she is now, instead of living off interest, she's dipping into capital, capital is going down. And, you know, eventually she's going to have to do something with her house um, because that's that's the only money she's got left. She didn't do much private pension savings or anything like that. So No, we, yes, we find that uh, there's a lot of people, their capital, is diminishing and they're starting to worry about that yeah they need to keep a certain amount of capital for emergency purposes um and they don't like the idea of not having money. they like it or i'll put it a different way they like they'd like the idea of having money in the bank um so yes they will raise some funds to help them on either big projects such as home improvements they want yeah. new kitchen new bathroom etc etc uh, or uh, for sometimes we get people coming to us with a shopping list of things that they want to do. Really? I've just had a, just very recently had a case of a lady living in Twickenham who's inside the new new leisure zone, oh. and their car is not compliant. So every time they take their car off the driveway, it costs them twelve pound fifty. So they need to replace the car and haven't got the capital to do that. Uh, a personal loan at their age in their 80s is not very easy. So we raise the funds at an interest rate, which is much lower than any personal loan anyway. Well, that's that's quite a smart thing to do. Some of these cars can cost new cars 30, 40,000 pounds. And why not have a decent car? You know, if you've worked hard all your life, why, why not enjoy the rest of your life and not sit on this property and think, oh, I can't do anything with it. I'm, I'm going to leave it to the children or grandchildren. But in the meantime, you're sitting there shivering in the winter. It's, it's just crazy. It is. We, I can remember when I was a financial advisor years ago, we would have, uh, we would talk to people about arranging pensions, and they would say, "Oh, all my property is my pension." Yes. And um, and now they're in a situation where their property needs to become their pension, and uh, the money is there. That the 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 situation is as a return if you like, compared with the value of their property 20, 30 years ago, the return on their, in inverted commas, investment is quite high, probably more than they would have got safe investment after all, um, than on pretty much anything else. Okay, that, that's great, Lawrence. So how do you how do you go about arranging these? Do people, do, do you go and see okay. people, or do you, or do you talk yeah. to them initially, or do you go and have a chat with them? Right. Normally, we have a brief telephone conversation. I would have a brief telephone conversation just to get a little bit of background. Uh, on the basis that we're going to be able to help, then I would set up either a face, whichever uh, on the client's preference, either a, a, a face, face-to-face meeting, which I prefer, and most clients prefer. But some people are happy to um, and want, are quite happy to do a, a Zoom meeting like we're doing now. And um, 
So we would have an initial chat. I fill out a fact file, which requires a, a lot of information about people. So we know all about their health and with that about their uh, financial situation and their general background as to what and why they want the money. I would then go away, do the research and come back to them maybe a week or two later with the recommendation. Uh, if they're happy to accept that, then we will fill out uh, an application form would be completed, submitted to the lender, um, and we take it from there. Okay, so a couple of points there. You, you are regulated, right, by the yes, FCA? Yes, we are regulated, yeah. We're regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. We are members, or I personally am a member of the Equity Release Council. Some there, Sometimes there is a, a advice fee, uh, but uh, I'm tending not to charge uh, an advice fee because we do receive a commission from the lender and therefore we can I can offer the advice and let's put it all together without necessarily charging any fee at all. So okay. apart from legal fees, sorry, one sec, just to say that apart from legal fees, there is not always any other fees. Uh, some lenders have an arrangement fee, but otherwise, so the actual costs of setting it up are relatively low. Okay, and you're independent. Oh, sorry, is there a survey as well? Is there a survey fee? Yeah, well, after after the, well, two things there. Firstly, yes, I'm totally independent personally. I have no tie-in with any particular provider. So of all the providers, there's about 500 different plans on the market. Not a huge number of providers, but there's a, a plethora of schemes out there. And it's my job to sift, sift them. Um, yes, after the, when uh, the uh, application is submitted to the lender, they will in immediately initiate a survey, which is done for valuation purposes. It's not a structural survey. But obviously, if the place is falling down or it's full of rising damp or dry rot or something, then the company and the lender is not going to lend. Uh, and that's partly what a surveyor does, but it's not a deep structural survey. So who yes, covers and the it's free of charge and it's free of charge. Gen most uh, most lenders will do that free of charge. Okay. So your job is to assess the market and you would give best advice based on which lender is, is offering the best Absolutely. deal, the best rate, and obviously will will help them the most. And yeah. Also I think my job um after the, after it's all being submitted, my job is to I, I called it oiling the wheels so that uh, if there's any issues going on, and sometimes there could be some hold-ups or other unforeseen issues, always, as often happens, then my job is to help and try and sort those out. And uh, I, I find that that creates a good relationship with the client and also gets things done quickly. Okay, Lawrence. Well, anything else you wanted to add about this? I mean, I think we've covered most of it and what equity release is. And no. um, okay, I think I, I need to point out that if people pay pay it off, it is a long term contract, so people need to be aware that if they pay it off early, they could be hit with some kind of. They may have to pay some kind of uh, early repayment charge. That early repayment charge would be indicated before 
they signed up so they would know what that, that early re repayment charge. What do you mean by early? Like one or two years? But, well, it could varies from lender to lender. Some lenders are five years, eight years, or ten years. Okay. As time progresses, that early repayment charge reduces. Um, okay, so this is a long time. So, so you do need to be aware that you, you this is not meant as a short-term loan. It is meant as a long-term situation. There's no early repayment charge in the event of death, and there's no early repayment charge in the event of going into permanent long-term care. And there are other, other aspects of it too, but you need to think that if you just want to pay it off early, then you have to consider there might be an early repayment charge. So I think people need to know that. And the other thing is, I think people are aware is that they can repay the interest as they go along on a voluntary basis so that there's no build-up over the years and it becomes like an interest-only mortgage. And we do get quite a lot of people doing that. Okay, and even that, I guess, that the children or the grandchildren they're helping to buy the property could also cover the interest, I guess. Yeah, that, that, and that does really happen. Yeah, that really does happen. We've many cases where... People, the, the rent is so high that even with new interest rates being at a much higher level, it's still che cheaper from a cash flow point of view for the children to pay the interest and even the interest on the equity release as well as their own interest. And uh, of course, they've got their they, they've got the capital gain of the value of the property as time goes on. So uh, it, it makes a lot of sense. And uh, I don't think people actually think about that. I think they need to be aware of that, that it is a really useful tool for helping the children. It is. And and, and also, with, with interest rates going up now, uh, the affordability has been affected and, and young people can't borrow as much as they could maybe a year or two ago because the interest rates are now higher. So they might need a bigger deposit to get the property they want. And, and getting out of the rental market and into a property is a big step for people. And it means they're no longer paying rent. They're, they're, they've got their own property. And as Lawrence said, even if they covered both interest rates, they would still be in pocket uh, in most cases, depending on the size yeah. of the loan, obviously. So it's a good thing. Well, I think it's a good thing all around for people. Yeah. Really, what people need to do is have a chat, see whether it's for them. It's not for everybody, but there are a lot of people where it would suit greatly. Have a chat so we can see whether or not it suits. And if it does, then we can proceed. You will be given all the information that you need to make a decision. Uh, and we're there to help pass information to whoever you want. Okay, so, Lawrence. Well, um, I'm just going to finish off by saying we are independent. So, yes, yes. We, and I think that's quite important. You need to be careful. Sometimes people look as if they're independent when they're not necessarily. You also need to be careful of the fees that people charge. Some charge fees. Uh, I would, anybody uh, who came to me uh, would not pay uh, an advice fee. Okay. Well, certainly anybody that, that comes through this podcast, I hope, you, you know, you, Lawrence is not charging you a fee. So you, and that's true. I think the important thing is you can have a chat with Lawrence without um, worrying about incurring any costs. You're not going to charge for an initial chat, are you? So um, it's always worth talking to somebody like Lawrence who's independent. Whereas if you if you just go with somebody you see on TV, often they're only they're selling one lender's products, whereas Lawrence can look at the whole 
market. And this is obviously for, is it for England, Wales? Is it is it just really for, for England, Wales? Is it does it include Scotland or I, I guess it, you can go to Scotland anyway? You're in. It does London include area. Scotland. Yeah, we, we've got I've got colleagues in Scotland. I've got colleagues in Wales. So yes, quite straightforward. So the legal situation in Scotland is slightly different. Northern Ireland is a little more problematical. Uh, I think there are one or two lenders who will offer in Northern Ireland. I do have a colleague in Northern Ireland. Okay. Uh, I don't think it's as prevalent there. Most lenders are not keen on Northern Ireland. Okay, that's great. Well, thanks very much, Lawrence. And we'll put your contact details up, and or you, you can give your website now. But we, we can put you, we will put your contact details up in the in the show notes. And you know, if you, if you need advice on that, either get in touch with us, get in touch with Lawrence, and I, I think it's well worth worth looking at. Okay, thank you very much, Charles. Thanks for having me on your podcast. It was very enjoyable. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Lawrence. Thanks for your time and, and good advice there. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 